1: Wednesday night in Big D, it is great to have tour level tennis back in Dallas after 30 years away and it was a good day for the home team. Three Americans advancing to the quarterfinals and we're only halfway through. The round of 16 as we put a wrap on this center court Wednesday. So glad you're with us live on TC Live with Paul Anacone and Prakash Amitraj. I'm Brett Haber. How about the home team doing well in Big D? Absolutely.
2: I mean, look, I took a look at your guy. The biggest thing I noticed was good coaching. Well, I I did see some of those points there. That was all (laughs) you. Some (laughs) some volleys, right? right? But such
1: blatant self-promotion from Paul.
2: (laughs) Yeah. The the last thing I'm going to cut from Paul is his blatant self-promotion. But listen, He's, he's walking around like he, he owns a place. Mm-hmm. He's walking around like the number one American. And as you know, it's so much in the head, right, once you get to that level.
3: Yeah, I believe I believe that the mind leads the body at that level. It's easy to say you're good. It's easy to pretend you're good. But until you do it, until you believe it, it's not going to come to fruition in big moments. And now Taylor actually believes it. So I think good things will come. Some more adversity
1: ahead, as always, for everybody. But he's doing a good job. Now Taylor Fritz, the number one American, playing like it tonight. He and Marcos Girón and John Isner all into the quarterfinal. We'll have highlights of that coming up a little bit later in the show, but let's spin the globe to start in Rotterdam. Uh, That's Alexander Bublik last week in Montpellier, France, beating Sasha Zverev in the final and claiming his first career title at age 24. The trick was, could he back it up this week? We spin the globe to Rotterdam, and we go back a few years. In fact, 13 years, that's a much younger Andy Murray lifting the trophy there in 2009. He beat Rafa in the final, first of uh, 24 meetings, first time they'd ever met in a final. So Murray won it back then. Good vibes, summoning some of those good vibes today. Yeah, one would think, right? Andy Murray feels pretty good. Bublik's
3: got that win under his belt. You think he's coming in with a ton of confidence, but... Murray is so good at defending big moments they swap breaks in the first set and Andy Murray does what Andy Murray does doesn't make bad mistakes in big moments uses the athleticism public is flashy as always comes up with some crazy shots but look at the feel. That is absolutely Filar Vasquez there. Just beautiful stuff from Andy Murray on a yo-yo. And here is set point 76 gets the unforced error. Look at the passion. It's like his first year on tour still. It's unbelievable how much Andy Murray loves to compete. And you see it every time he's on a tennis court. Still one of the best two-handers on the planet gets the break of serve 5 4 40 love and what does he do guys he just keeps winning that looks like it's a
1: final win with a no intensity loss for him sixth win of the year for andy here he is after the match
4: some tough moments in the first set for both of us and um yeah just managed to come through at the end of it hit some some great returns off some big second serves from him at the end um and, yeah, did, did a good job. Um, yeah, like you say, not easy playing against someone like that. Um, you know, who's going, yeah, huge serves, a lot of drop shots, and sort of at times is looking disinterested, but it's still trying. And, you know, you've got to keep your focus, and I, I did that well tonight.
1: This is a guy who has been number one in the world, won three major titles, grinding in the first round of 500 like his life depended on it. I guess that shouldn't surprise us when it's Andy Murray.
2: Absolutely not. And that's probably the thing that makes you love him the most, how much he cares and how much he's always shown you that he cares. But listen, I'm secretly hoping... Maybe see some big things from him this year. Look, he's just crept back into the top 100 in the 90s right now. He's looking physically really strong. When when, when does he not look strong, right? Yeah, that's a a good point. I know by your
1: standards, maybe. (laughs) Your
2: rep at our table. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen, the man has had some construction done over the last few years. So if he's looking physically fit, bodes well for the rest of the year. Yeah, you just wonder, can
3: he sustain it? I, I think the biggest challenge for someone like Andy Murray is we know he can play great, Can he stay great? Can he keep going like that through a tournament, particularly in a major over seven matches? I don't doubt he can do it two out of three sets. I don't doubt he can do it for five matches, seven matches at a major. That's a big ask. But all he should do is take one day at a time, which is what he's doing.
1: He reminds us of the old country song, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once. As I ever was. As we get get older, we have to invoke songs like that. Let's keep it in Rotterdam and uh, take a look at Alex Dimonor coming off his round of 16 run at the Australian Open against American Mackie McDonald.
2: You know, you'll go with that song. This match is run, run, Rudolph, run. Because these two guys can run all day long, and they're the last people I would want to play if I'm trying to have short points. They made each other work. They worked the court all over the place. Devonar just a little bit strong there. A couple of forehand roll logs. Pete Guffin in the first round. He's taken on McDonald's. who's at a career high, 49 in the world right now. Mackie got his stuff together after losing that first set breaker. Got off to an early break in the second set and just rolled, took it 6-1. And we went to a very, very tough third set. Long, you think point. it's
3: going to be over from here? Come on, tell us the truth. You
2: think it was over after Mackie 161? No, I, I was watching, but look, Devin was, was it, not it not over when the Germans bombed well. Pearl Harbor? Devin Nern <laughs> is not, not the kind of guy that no. lets go. He certainly was able to squeeze out that break towards the end <laughs> of that third set. Impressive stuff.
1: Speed Demon. All right, we're rewinding back to 2007. Do you recognize these two guys? That's the NCAA final in Athens, Georgia. John Isner in the far court kevin anderson in the near court as georgia took out illinois fast forward 15 years later john lifts the trophy for coach manny diaz and these two guys were at it again in dallas it was uh, like they never left you. How
3: many matches have they played? How many tiebreakers? This did was their 13th tour-level match. And their 7,000th tiebreaker. We could have skipped nine. the whole first two and a half hours. Uh, right? We could just cut to the tiebreak, guys. Please, let's go to the tiebreak. Isner played a much better tiebreak in the first set. One break chance early in that first set for John Isner. Couldn't convert. And then the second set, tiebreaker, Prakash. Take a look at this. 6-5. John Isner... How about that low volley? How about that low volley from Kevin Anderson? It only gets better after this. How about 7-7? Serve out wide. Now watch this two-handed volley. No, that didn't happen. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. And Isner, you think, maybe he's going to have a little bit of a hiccup. Did not lose any faith, did not lose any momentum. Came out in the third set, played some terrific tennis. Gets into the tiebreak again. Look at that. Another reoccurrence of Pilar Vasquez at the net.
1: Little field volley and the big serve to seal the deal. 165 out of 75 points on his first serve. 30 aces for Big John. Never faced a break point. Another American, Brandon Nakashima, taking on the Aussie Jordan Thompson and his mustache. Well, uh, him and his mustache have, have dropped a little bit in the rankings, trying to work his
2: way back to a career high of 43. Just two and three on the year, but came out fighting here. Saved a break point there, early in the first set, and was able to squeeze out a break here at 6-5. Played some good aggressive tennis there. You can do that indoors. Little less elements. Favors when you're able to attack the net. And court playing a little bit quick this week. Over there, be able to squeeze out that first set, 7-5, and just a very, very strong second set breaker. Again, a third, Filar Vasquez. Can we give that to him, Charles, Yeah, a third one, why not? How about that
3: little skid into
2: the low one? And boy, it was uh, one-way traffic yeah, yeah, yeah. in the tiebreak. I forgot. It certainly was, but
1: a good win. Nakashima's not an easy guy to take out. Straight set victory for the Aussie. 7-5 and 7-6. Let's fast forward to the nightcap, the match you just saw here on Tennis Channel, All-American Showdown. Taylor Fritz is now the number one American, and let me say it because Paul said it during the match. Good coaching in this one. Thanks, guys.
3: I was wondering (laughs) when you were going to notice. I mean, can a guy get a break once in a while? Well, Taylor Fritz could get a few breaks in the first set. A lot of power tennis from the back of the court. He's feeling unbelievably confident, hitting the ball big, using the big high forehand to finish. And if memory serves me correct, he even finished at the net a few times to make one of his coaches, Paul Anacone, very happy. And a couple other ones, David Nankin and Michael Russell, even happier. So a lot of good stuff from Taylor Fritz today. Got the momentum, came forward, look at that volley.
1: I'm going to go to sleep with a good smile on my face tonight, guys. First match since entering the top 20, since coming back from Australia where he made the second week, talked about what's been working for him. You know, uh, I kind of
3: just, you know, I've been working really hard for the last couple of years and kind of slowly improving little things and, uh, you know, what what kind of just started clicking was I'd say my forehand, um, I'm just hitting my forehand so much better, it's such a bigger weapon than it used to be so that's kind of brought everything I've been working on uh, together and you know
1: I've just jumped uh, levels obviously so it's uh, it's been great. Has been great. Some other scores from Dallas from earlier in the day. We tip the cap to Andy Seppi, who at age 38 is still winning three-set matches. Yeah, good win for Seppi. Tough one for Stevie Johnson today at battle. Tough tie-break in the third with Manorino. Uh,
2: but a terrific win from Marcus Giron getting past Brody. Absolutely. Brody, tricky guy. Mixes up spins, uses the lefty, whole court. Lefty. Yeah. Yep. Never easy. Doesn't care who
1: you're playing. Lefties are always just nasty to play. So during the match, Paul was saying that he thinks that Taylor Fritz has one of the finest two-handed backhands in all of men's tennis. There are some pretty good ones out there. Do you agree? And the swagger that you talked about, it seems pretty evident, doesn't it? It's funny. I think that shot that he's talking about
2: has improved with the swagger. It's a funny thing what belief does for a player. You can strike the ball well, but if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling confident, all of a sudden those those aren't going in, you're hitting the tape. But when you're really feeling it, I mean, even today, Fritz was stepping into that backhand down the line, cross-court, coming in behind it. It's turned into such a weapon. Yeah, changes direction real comfortably with
3: it, Brett. Taylor talked about his forehand uh, in the interview on court, he's feeling more comfortable uh, with the forehand a lot of different ways, uh, changing direction with it when it's high, when it's low. Um, but the back end, to me, is something that's bread and butter. He feels like he should be able to hit it in the sleep. Um, but... I think, like you said, confidence, right? It, it leads the way. You can say it as much
1: as you want, but until you really believe it, it's not going to happen. Now Taylor gets Marcos Giron in the quarterfinals, very good opportunity for Fritz to pick up his second career title this week. As we look ahead to tomorrow, Thursday, we begin center court coverage at 5 a.m. Eastern with the women in St. Petersburg. But let's look down to the third one on that list, P wow. Andy Murray and Fa2. Let's bring
2: in the popcorn. Uh, I, 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 I'm yeah. going to get some chicken wings. I'm going to get some sweet <laughs> potato fries. I'm I'm going to enjoy this one. Listen, I think it's a big one for Andy because he he gauges himself based on how well he plays against the top players. Felix is just playing world-class tennis. So if Andy can prove to himself that he can take him out, I think it's going to be a big step in his comeback. Yeah, a,
3: a huge step. And the thing is, again, I said before, he can, can, he can play great. Can he stay great? Played a good match today against a very good player. Just won a tournament. He's going to have no let-up against Felix. Got to play some terrific tennis. Felix played unbelievably in Australia. Really should have beaten uh, Medvedev. And, and uh, he's playing some terrific tennis. So it's good test for Murray. Coverage
1: starts at 5 a.m. Eastern as we follow the sun across the horizon. Once again, lots more to get to on TC Live. Kasparud won four titles on clay last year. Played his first clay match of the year today. We'll show you how he did. More comments from the recently retired Juan Martin Del Potro. Or is he? Plus, Venus and Serena are going to the Oscars. Executive producers nominated today. That and much more as we celebrate Black History Month here on T.C. Law.
4: Ann Coger rose from the segregated courts of the Jim Crow era to become a decorated professional, player, coach, and mentor. Succeeding as a black woman in a predominantly white sport, Koger possessed a unique combination of talent, grit, pride, and determination. She grew up in a racially divided Baltimore and learned to play in the city's segregated Druid Hill Park. In 1961, she won the ATA National Girls 12 and Under Championship, an accomplishment only enhanced when considering how many tournaments excluded black players. She attended the HBCU Morgan State University, where she was a four-year letter winner in tennis, as well as basketball, field hockey, and volleyball. She joined Bonnie Logan, playing on the Morgan State men's tennis team to become the first black woman to represent a historically black university in a national collegiate championship. Another milestone soon followed as Koger became one of the first African-American women to play professional tennis on the Virginia Slim Circuit. But Koger also made her mark as a teacher of the game. She devoted her post-playing career to coaching 35 years at Haverford College, providing access and instruction to youth eager for their own tennis opportunities. These efforts earned her recognition from the Arthur Ashe Youth Tennis and Education Center and the Black Sports Legend Foundation. In 2010, Ann Coger was inducted into the Black Tennis Hall of Fame, a fitting punctuation to a distinguished and barrier-breaking career.
1: Haverford won 359 matches during Ann's 35-year career as their head coach. All February long, there will be more features highlighting the black heroes, pioneers, and trailblazers of our sport here on TC Live. And you can also see the full archive of those stories right now on tennis.com. So to come on the show, our hot shot of the day, lots to choose from. Plus, we'll check in on the social net. Some tennis folks are going to the Oscars. You ever been to St. Petersburg, Russia in February? you got to love tennis if you want to go there. Belinda Bencic did. (laughs) The reigning Olympic gold medalist against Kaya Yuvan.
3: And she was dominant today. One and six. Bencic tennis
1: on the baseline, pushing her around. And uh, a solid effort. She gets Contivate in the next round. Top seed in this tournament is Maria Sakari taking on Alexandrova. Looking good. Even more comfortable than she did in her first round against Potapova.
2: Nice sign there. Thumbs sideways from Coach Tom Hill, who has said, I think she can be number one in the world. She just needs to get a little bit more arrogant.
1: Really? He's already number seven. Let's spin the globe down to Buenos Aires. All the emotion from Del Potro's retirement last night, giving way to Casper Ruud, playing his first clay match of the year against Carbáez Baena. Ruud boy. I mean, this guy picked up five titles last year, semis
2: of the ATP finals in Turin. On a surface where everyone's like, can this guy play on the hard stuff? Well, he certainly proved that. This of course is his bread and butter. Took a little time to kind of feel his way around that first set, but when the forehand started firing, there's not a lot you can do. Guy moves so well, so calm, brilliant temperament out there. Second set, a little bit more straightforward. Was able to get a break early. Dips it down very comfortably here. Gets it past Carbis Baiana at the net. And just never really looked out of control throughout the match. Was able to get a break midway through here in this second set, again with that big, big forehand, his best shot, and he's been able to find that on all surfaces. And I think that's going to be a huge step for him moving forward as he gets more comfortable on surfaces oh, other than hard.
1: Six and three. moved well on. Broke four times, including that last game of the match right there. And so Casper Root is through. Here's the rest of the scoreboard from Buenos Aires. Can we tip the cap that we set it for Andy Seppi earlier? How about Verdasco in on a protected ranking? He's 38. He survives a three-setter well today. Well
3: done, Fernando.
1: Seven, five, in the third. That man puts in the hard yards or the yard hards, <laughs> Which, Whichever one. <laughs> Let's spin it back to Rotterdam. Upset of the day. Hubert Hurkacz is the world number 11, taking on the 19-year-old one-handed wizard, Lorenzo Musetti. Now, Musetti's in the red, sneaking into the net here. Played a good first set.
3: I was a little surprised by this. I thought... Hercotch's power game would be able to overwhelm Musetti indoors. Musetti gives you enough space where you can play straight forward. How about the Nick Curio shot right there from Hubie Hercotch? I'm not sure Craig Boynton would be loving that one right there. Coach Boynton would be saying, that's great, but let's do that on the practice court, big fella. Hercotch did a nice job winning that second set, 7-5. Give the young Italian a lot of credit. Went nowhere. little drop shot here. Then watch the wheels chasing this down. Really put a lot of pressure on Hercot from the back of the court. Heavy one hander opening up, even some big serves just like that one
1: to seal the deal in the third. Nice job for Lucetti, the teenager, picking up just the fifth top 20 win of his career as we fast forward to the social net, see what the tennis world is doing and saying on social media. And yes, the Oscar nominations came out today. King Richard honored with six picks. Prakash, Serena and Venus are executive producers of this movie. They're going to the Oscars.
2: They absolutely are. Isha, was, uh, Isha Price, their, their other sister, was very close. And working with the script, working with the producer, Tim White, a good friend of mine who just cared so much about bringing the story and its truth to the screen. And look, I'm just so happy because at the end of the day, it's about a father, his love for his kids, and turning pain into Miracles, and it's something that we all get to share. How are
3: you going to get from Miami to the Oscars? Can you going to be able
2: to do both? Or? <laughs> I, I, I might have to uh, send, Air send my love, send the my love. G4 coming to pick my... you up. But I, I will say, I mean, it's no surprise. Look, Will Smith, this whole package, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pulling stuff. for
1: each and every one of these awards. Will Smith was nominated for Best Actor. Beyonce was nominated for Composing and seeing the Possible Best Song in the Oscars. So congrats to everybody involved with King Richard. Let's move on to the Del Potro follow-up the day after. So much emotion, Paul, in Buenos Aires yesterday, and Del Potro expressed his gratitude. Yeah, just look at that face full of emotion. I tell you, just one of
3: the most uh, honorable guys on tour. So well-liked. That was a tough one, man, watching him put the headband on the net as he wrapped it up. Um, am I going to leave the window open in <laughs> 10? Wait a minute. Hmm. Come on back, big man. Get healthy, get happy, and uh, come on out. Wait a minute, but when you
1: drape your headband over the net strap—that's that's, that's it, as symbolic as, as it gets. You're yeah. leaving the window open. Uh, that, that's pretty much shutting the window symbolically. I thought if he yeah.
3: tied the ends together, then it's. <laughs> but he left them open. If he tied the ends of the headband together, then it's done.
2: He may have thrown that message out after seeing Andy Murray. Seeing how strong he's
1: looking. You know what? Maybe this is possible. Rulon Gardner started all this with the wrestling when he left his shoes on. Them. Now you got to leave something on the court. you got to draw something in the clay. If you want to come back, Juan Martin, come back. Here's Thursday on Tennis Channel starting at 5 a.m. Eastern. Again, we follow the sun across the sky. Russia first, Rotterdam afterwards. The fellows on the clay on the golden swing in Argentina and then Dallas to wrap things up. Another edition of TC Live follows and we'll be back after this. Back with you on TC Live, and a reminder that we are inching ever closer to one of our favorite tournaments, one of the players' favorite tournaments, the BNP Paribas Open at the Tennis Garden in Indian Wells. Tennis Channel, once again, the exclusive home of live coverage for the men and women. And we start on Wednesday, March the 9th. Hope you will meet us there. Let's go to our hot shot of the day. We're going back down to Buenos Aires, and we're going to check in with Federico Correa, his match against Lajovic, well, listen. They use all
2: aspects of the court here, but when this volley goes, I'm like, "That's uh, it. Great point. It's all done." Wait! No! No! no. Get big! Little flex at the end of it. I'm gonna get a pump after I do the science hand shot. No! Oh my goodness! It wasn't just
1: a shot. It was the flex at the end of it. Who does a push up after? A little Perido and in that push up. Good Jeans go. in the Correa family. Uh, here's our. Featured rundown center court matches tomorrow starting in Russia. We can pretend that we're not looking forward to the Murray FA2 match, but Paul, we are. We are, but i tell you what,
3: after watching Isner tonight, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the big man Riley Opelka tomorrow night as well. Is he going to uh, follow in John's footsteps, you think?
1: It's, I don't know. What, what, what do you think, P? I mean, it's, it's, it seems to be very favorable. It always is indoors favorable serving conditions for the big guys. It's controlled. We had 50-something aces Tonight, how many dingers, as Riley likes to call him, are we going to have tomorrow? Well, he's certainly going to get into the double digits, but I don't think
2: Stebby has too much to be able to hurt him with. It's really all going to be in Riley's hands, and if he comes to play, I I think it's a pretty comfortable win, and the good news is he can take his time. His serve is going to be able to hold pretty comfortably and take some cracks on the return. What do you think?
3: Yeah, look, I I think it's going to be up to Opelka. If he serves well and is a right frame of mind, he's just too tough to beat indoors. It's going to be really how well he manages... I think, how he manages his own temperament. You know, is he going to be hard on himself? It's going to be easy on himself. If he's easy on himself and plays
1: really focused tennis, it's going to be a nightmare to play. We also have Jensen Brooksby back at it yes, uh, tomorrow. Coming off the bye, he takes on the veteran Andy Seppi. Uh, Brooksby had uh, some injury trouble at the end of the year, but he made such a huge impression. We know he needs to improve the serve. What are your expectations for Brooksby this year?
2: Yeah, you're right. Those injury troubles, I was bummed not to see him at the next-gen finals. There. He certainly earned that spot, but... The great Brooksby, I mean, he, he caused so many people to get behind him at the U.S. Open there. Probably the best shot selection I've seen on that, someone at that age since, you know, you got to look at like a, like a Djokovic or a, a Nadal, something like that. And he certainly impressed Andy Murray. I got big hopes for him.
3: Yeah, I look at him more like a Murray, right? Because he's kind of, he's able to dissect the court incredibly well, really creative with shot selection, understands how to open things up. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I got one request tomorrow, guys. Yeah. Can I not have the rocking chair? Really look good. You guys, I'm old enough as it is.
1: I don't need a rocking chair, too. It's it's called a lead. Feel free to recline and enjoy the show. For Paul (laughs) and Prakash and our entire Tennis Channel team, I'm Brett. We'll have the furniture adjusted by tomorrow.